Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Fresh Drunk Stone Tour. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fresh Drunk Stone podcast right here on CannabisRadio.com. Follow me on Twitter at It's Me Ricky B. Also on all Instagrams and all those type of social media, 2019 to, you know, mainstream millennial things you can be able to follow me at. You can also be able to do that and see pictures of possibly Matt naked on his <laughs> Instagram uh, by following him on uh, at Matt Bellick on all social media platforms. So last week we started the episode with me asking you where you were and you were telling me that you were lying in bed naked drinking a beer. Uh-huh. Now this is not something that I thought was true. It's true. Did you see the picture? Then photo evidence yes. arose. <laughs> and this is, this is the type of CSI bullshit I do not want to be a part of. Uh, it covered up all the, the good parts or the bad parts. Whatever you, <laughs> <I> <laughs> who you're asking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it covered it all up, though. Yeah, uh, no, I know that. But I didn't know that, I didn't know that was true. And now just it, it irks me to think that that was one of my favorite episodes we did and to know that you were in the complete nude the entire time. Well, you'd be happy to know that I have clothes on right now. Thank God. <laughs> I'm fully clothed. <laughs> I just assume you're dressed as an Inuit in every episode now. Uh, <laughs> an Inuit? An okay, Inuit. yeah. An Eskimo. Is a you can't, many main oh, layers. You can't say Eskimo anymore? It has to be Inuit? I don't know. I don't want to... I mean, not like I'm ever worried about offending anybody. I just felt like Inuit was a funnier word than Eskimo. Well, saying the word Eskimo is something I like to do. I'm Inuit. I'm Inuit. I'm into saying I'm Inuit. I'm, yeah. I'm into saying Inuit. Yeah. How do you feel no. about saying the word Eskimo? I'm Inuit. <laughs> uh, so uh, you are currently where? I'm in Pittsburgh. How yeah. is that? I don't think I've ever been to Pittsburgh. No, I've never so, been to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's cool. Uh, better than I thought I would like it because I really I don't like a lot of Pittsburgh sports teams. And, um, but the city's cool, very pretty skyline. And it's got like a nice river that runs through it. Like Pittsburgh's cool. There's some good food. There's a weird thing in Pittsburgh that they do. They say the word yins instead of, instead of y'all like in replace, like if I want to say like, y'all want to go get some food, that's kind of like a Southern thing. Like y'all want to go to the drive-in, but in Pittsburgh, they would say yins, like yins ready to go get food. Is, is someone it's, is someone messing with their water? What, what's going on it's, there? I d- it's listen. When I first found this out, I thought somebody <laughs> was. I thought somebody was. Yeah, straight up. I was like, that's because <laughs> they go. They go. They explain to me. They go. Instead, they just they go. Just substitute the word y'all with yins. That's how you use it. And I go, but y'all makes sense. It's a. It's a <laughs> yeah. It's a. It's a contraction. It's you all. Are you all ready to go to the store? Yeah. They'll just go yins ready. Yeah, Yin, Yin is, I believe, is a Korean diplomat. I so. <laughs> yes, yes, old Yin's. I've been calling it Yinsburg now. And uh, has that and, pissed and, people off? Yeah, they don't like it. They're just like, you're not, you're not using it right. You're not using it right. You're not speaking English right. You Pittsburgh yeah. crazy asses. Yin's aren't using it right. <laughs> I just assume yeah. that, you know, if, if you were to say that enough, it just seemed like you have downs or something. Like, what, I, what would be the yeah. purpose of using that? Well, no, if you say yins, you got downs. Hmm. Yin syndrome. You I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in you. <laughs> but we are, uh, we're in Pittsburgh. We got, we have a, so, so we're recording this on a Thursday, so we'll yeah. this tomorrow. But we have, uh, we got a sold out show tonight, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Improv. It's one of my favorite clubs in the country. The club is beautiful. Uh, this is our second time here, and mm-hmm. they just, 
recently remodeled it like a month before the first time we got here. So like, it's like a brand new showroom inside. It's, it's awesome. And the crowds are great. So we should have some fun tonight. Um, but we've been, we've been busy, my friend. We've been out there. We had, um, well, I, I got to hang out with one of your, uh, Idols? No, not an idol, but one, definitely one of my one of my favorite people uh, of one of my favorite bands that's out right now, and the the first, uh, well, I think it's the the second ska band ever to reach the Billboard Hot 100s. Are um, they ska? Do, do they have horns? They don't, but you don't have to have horns to be ska. Like Suicide Machines is technically ska. And I, they thought they were, I thought they were like a, like more of like a punk band. I was always thought of, so we're talking about the interrupters. I got to hang yes, out. Yeah, the, the interrupters. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I thought, Very I always thought of them. Yeah. I always thought of them as a punk band. Well, you saw them uh, live. Do you, do you think that they're a punk band? They do. They, the whole thing is upstrokes. It's a ska it's band. Very Scott-esque, but I thought it was maybe like a version because they have they a keyboard have a, player in the background that has a trombone. Yeah, I guess. Well, they have a lot of, I, I they have a lot of like punk like a lot of their songs, like take back the power. Like that's kind of like punk. You Great know, like. song. Yeah. So, but the um, whole thing is all upstrokes. It's, it's Scott. Yeah. Yeah. So well, but they were like on Jimmy Kimmel and shit. Like, I mean, like that's they, amazing. They actually like was able to, uh, you know, to be able to, to grace the mainstream for a little bit with, uh, with kerosene and hopefully be able to, uh, you know, continue to do it. But there's not a lot of bands that are doing that. And the last the one to ever make it onto the billboard hot 100 was the impression that I get from the mighty mighty boss downs right but that's ska for sure well yeah that's ska but that, that's like if you were to take the horns out of the mighty boss downs they'd still be ska they're still playing ska some of the original ska bands like back like first wave second wave didn't have horns they had organ players that would play the lead parts or they'd have multiple guitars some people say prostitutes are organ players. <laughs> <laughs> Had to. Um, well, this, well, you would know more about this guy than I. I'll take your word for oh, it. Oh, I thought Please. you were going to say uh, I was going to know more about prostitutes. I'm like, listen, sir, oh, that is not yeah. true at all. Not if Kim's listening to this. Then no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck up now. <laughs> um, but no, so we had, so we got, so we went to Columbus and we had an off, because we, we did, we just got out of Ohio. I was in Ohio for like, couple we had like four shows in ohio but we had an off night in columbus and we got hooked up again with some uh some passes because the food fighters are on that show so we got to go hang there so a couple fun, first funny story is we get there and we have like a, so we have a laminate and it's a it just says all access yes so it's like an all access pass you get to walk around stuff mm-hmm. so they have a comedy tent and the guy who books all strange. the fun well, it was really, it did. It was a massive tent. It had folding chairs, a stage. It sat like 200 people. They had like, they had Pauly Shore. They had Dice Clay. Like they had, it was like a pretty legit oh. tent going on. Yeah. Oh, so they, uh, <laughs> so we went and the guy that was running the comedy tent is this guy, Dave Stroop. And he is the guy that books and owns and operates all the funny bones. He yeah. works. So we work with like 16 of his clubs. So we're like, Hey dude, we'll, you know, we'll get to meet you and stuff like that. You know, finally face to face. We've only done emails and stuff. So we're well, going to go check out this comedy tent. So we went there and the, it was like an hour before the show had started. And I'm standing kind of by the stage drinking a beer and I'm, dude, I'm wearing like, you know, jeans, uh, a, a t-shirt, a dirty flannel. I have a backwards fresh drunk stone hat on. Like I don't look very professional. Okay. Yeah, I look homeless. But I, <laughs> Thank you. So I got, I got this, but I had this laminate pass on. So this, I didn't know where this guy just walks right up to me, Tim and Frank, who were standing there, but he kind of walks right up to like me and he goes, and he's like event staff. It's his event staff supervisor. And he goes, Hey, I guess he saw, cause I had the pass on my neck. He goes, 
He goes, hey, so I got two security guards for this uh, comedy tent. I need to know where you want them. And now I could have just said, hey, I don't work here or I'm not running it. But I'm like, this is too good to, to pass up. So I go, okay, I need one over here. <laughs> and I, guess, yeah, so yeah. I go, I need one right here by the stage. You started running point? Dude, it was insane. I go, this guy's name was Rick. I'll never forget it. Because he he's like, I go, I, go, first, I go, I need one right here. And I go, let's get one over by where the, by where the I go, I need a security by where the uh, entrance to get backstage is for this comedy thing to, to protect the artists. He's like, okay. And I go, you only have two? He's like, well, that's all they gave me. I go, what's your name? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm, I'm Rick. And he's like an event staff supervisor, but he thinks somehow I'm above him. I don't know how. <laughs> and he's like, Rick, I go, I go, Rick, I go, I might be able to get this done with two. I don't know. I go, let's get to two over here. I go, because in the back of the comedy town area, there was like a, uh, they had a bar, like a pop-up, like alcohol bar. I go, yeah. we usually like to have somebody by the alcohol, you know, just in case something pops off. And he goes, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I go, so who do we got to talk to about getting a third here? And he's like, well, uh, let me see. And he goes in the horn thing. He's like, he's like, we're a little slow on security, Matt. He goes, he goes, what I can do is I can make sure that every 10 minutes or so I'll pop in here and I'll make rounds by the alcohol tent to make sure it's going okay. And I go, Rick, do I have your word? <laughs> he's oh like, yeah. God, dude. dude, it was outrageous. So then he comes up to me like two minutes later and uh, he's like, okay, I got the guy there. I got the guy there. Everything's good. And I'm like, you know, Rick, um, I'd like to get these guys some chairs to sit on, you know, they're just kind of <laughs> standing up. You know? So I go, I go right by the security guard guys. I go, I go dude, you, you wouldn't mind having a chair to sit on. Right. And he's like, if we could, that'd be great. You know, I go, get these guys some chairs. You know, I want to be comfortable. So uh, so he was a union director for security dude, guards. It was outrageous. Franco made a little video of it, dude. Franco and Tim are just shitting themselves laughing right I now. I can like, imagine. This guy, Rick goes, comes back himself holding, like grab two folding chairs, sets them up for the guys. And I'm like, all right, cool. Literally half an hour later, because it's, it's an outside like big music festival. Yeah. And it was, it was at, like the Manfree Stadium or something in Columbus. So like half an hour after they get set up, the, they have to evacuate the whole festival due to weather. It starts raining. Oh, I saw that video <laughs> you post on yeah. your social media. Zone. Yeah. So they're like, everyone's got to get evacuated. So we're like, we're not getting evacuated. So we're like, we're going to go take our pass and go, go like back like in the, the backstage area where we can go hang. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's like beers and stuff. So we're walking and then there was, there's, there's like not, not even event staff, but cops, like actual cops are like, no, you have to get evacuated. And we're like, well, we got these passes. And they're like, we don't care. And just then the guy, Rick is walking by <laughs> and he's an events. He's like a supervisor for the event staff. And I, I go, I go, Rick, I go, Rick, you tell these guys, we, we got to get backstage. I got, I got people back there. And he looks at the cops and goes, yeah, they're cool. And the cops are like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Like you literally oh goes, he goes, my God. Yeah, yeah, the guy Rick's like, they're cool. They work here. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, so you pulled rank on this guy. You made this guy run around like a fool. He had no idea. Yeah. How bad is this guy's supervisor is the fact that he doesn't know who the fuck his supervisor is. It was outrageous. Here's the thing. I couldn't look le- like less professional, but it's like a music festival. So like, you never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some guy could walk by you. Like, who's that? Like, That's Dave Grohl. You know, like, <laughs> so, like, <it's> <laughs> so you never know, I guess, but that was outrageous. And then we get backstage and we get to hang out. And then, um, so the interrupters had already played. So we were back actually like in the foods dressing room mm-hmm. and she, we like were bopping around and we bumped into them mm-hmm. and Amy, their interrupter, like, we're, we're like, Oh, Hey, you guys are the interrupters. We're, we're saying you guys rocked it. They're like, Oh, cool. And they're like, yeah. And I guess they didn't, I don't know. I guess they didn't give them like the coolest dressing room or something. They're like, we're just looking for somewhere to hang. Cause like we had to get evacuated over here. And they're like, the place where they're sending us is like just by this tent. And we're like, you want to come 
hang out with us in the dressing or whatever. And then, so now they think we're cool. They're like, oh, can, can, they're like, can, can we come with you? No way. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah, you're two on. steps away from the Senate at this point in time. It was okay. You want, you, you, <laughs> it's so funny. You said that oh so, because, because now fast forward two hours later, we're watching the show. We're backstage and <laughs> fucking the old governor of Ohio, who's now running, well, tried to run for president last election. John Kasich is back there just hanging out. John Kasich is hanging yeah. out backstage at a Foo Fighters concert. It was in Columbus is where he lives, you know? So we're like, yeah. So he's like backstage and he's kind of cool. So it, this was like, uh, so wait, right you here. were hanging out and stop. You were hanging out with John Kasich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tim kind of, Tim kind of pissed him off a little because Tim didn't really know like that it was John Kasich yet. Like, cause we were back there and I was one of, one of the, I think it was Rami, the keyboard player, somebody, one of the Foo Fighters. It was right before the Foo went on. We were in the back there and he grabs Tim because he knows Tim. He's like, Tim, yeah. he's like, you got, he goes, yeah, this is the ex-governor of Ohio, whatever. And Tim's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, he didn't really know his John Kasich yet. And he's mm-hmm. just like, uh, he's like, yeah. And then he's like, hey, he's like, hey, do we have any of those bottles of wine? Uh, you know, we're trying to grab John uh, some wine. And Tim's like, yeah. And he grabs a bottle of wine. He pours it for him. And he goes, you want some weed too? I got some weed. <laughs> like, oh my God. John Casey. And John didn't think it was funny. Like, you know, because everything's a potential scandal, you know? So he was just like, he was like very, like, he's like, no, 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 political no, no, no. setup. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 absolutely not. Who told you? Like, <laughs> <it's> like, <yeah. laughs> so so we tried, were just. You tried to get John Kasich stoned. <laughs> We were just, I mean, that was Tim, but we were basically just running around. <laughs> My God. Uh, unleashed at this place. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so you guys get into these concerts completely for free and get all access passes because of Tim. Yes. His jaw must be killing him. Uh, yeah, he's, well, he, know, he knows the band. You know, oh. I think so it works oh. out. Like, but yeah, uh, it was, but the, dude, the, the comedy tent thing, it was, it was one of the funniest things I've ever done or been a part of. Like, just running. I was like, I was like running security. And this guy, Rick was like, I mean, kept calling me, sir. He's like, like, Hey, anything you need? I'm sorry. But the best part was when it was when literal Columbus PD was trying to get us out. And I go, Rick, like he just happened to be walking by. I go, Rick, can you tell us. And he's like, he's like, yeah, they're good. They work here. And, I'm like, and, and the cops let us go. <laughs> My Lord. Um, so we talk about burying the lead though. You were saying that this whole entire security story was such a funny story, but no, but Tim Hanlon trying to get John Kasich, a, a man who is the former governor of Ohio and ran for president by the Republican yeah. ticket, trying to get him high. He's like, I got some, we, he, he was making a joke, but it was just, you saw how serious he took like the guy was like, like no, who said that? No, no. He had like, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say weed. Did you say weed? I didn't say weed. It's, on record like if someone was recording like he's like this is john Kasich, and i'm saying no <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> i am john Kasich. i do not support this message yeah like it was ridiculous dude. That's, but we did oh, wow okay well wow. <laughs> we got to do that and then we um yeah and then we we went and we did oh, shit what did we do after that we did some ohio we did a couple of ohio shows and um then we just got into pittsburgh yeah we did we did um did columbus we did dayton which is a shithole somebody sent help to dayton and <laughs> oh my then, God. Yeah. what's so bad about dayton it's just it's in bad shape dude there's like everyone's telling us like like there's so many drug overdoses here it just like looks shitty like <laughs> you're just walking over just the, just dead bodies in the street yeah it's like, like they were from la they put us up they, the club puts us up in what they said like the clubs always like to put us up in a pretty nice hotel so like we're putting up in the crown plaza right in dayton so mm-hmm. like, okay cool and we get there and the crown plaza it's just a shithole like it's it's 
we're like, this is the crown plaza here. Like it's, it's, it's shit. This is the nicest hotel yeah. you guys have. That's what I want to it's say. It's attached I'm, to a Whataburger motherfuckers. What is this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, well, when they were like, we're going to put you up in the nicest hotel in Dayton. I want to be like, can you put us up in a shitty hotel 20 minutes outside of Dayton? Because, like, I'd much rather you spend less money on the hotel and more money on just getting us into Dayton. We don't want to stay here. Uh, yeah. Dayton was rough, man. But then we did Toledo and it was great. And then we had an off night yesterday. Now we're in Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, it's the tour's going good. We've been, so it's funny because, um, I didn't get to see it. Did you see it? You saw, you were, you, cause when I was speaking with you earlier, you had mentioned it and I know Franco saw it, but that, the, the live in studio thing, whatever. Yeah. So ABC did this thing, Norman Lear, who is one of like TV's visionaries, probably the, uh, the, the man who, what made the golden age of television at that time, at one point in time had like five, top 10 television shows on on tv it was uh, all in the family sanford and son um the jeffersons what else uh what was the one dynamite i think that was his too good times good times yeah that was his show as well he had so many of them so last night they decided they were going to do this um well i assume they didn't decide it last night but uh last night they did this it's <laughs> it, on the way <laughs> yeah dude you're like hey guys you want to get together and do a live show on abc and have jimmy kimmel host it so <laughs> jimmy kimmel and norman lear hosted this show and it was an hour long and they did um they did a classic episode of all in the family and a classic episode of the jeffersons and like woody harrelson played archie bunker uh marissa tomei played edith Oh, um, nice. That guy that was in Blockers that I can remember, never remember his damn name, the really funny one. He was... Oh, yeah. What, yeah, what is his name? I never remember Dude. his name. He's in... All, every, every time I see him in a movie, he's amazing. And the I always think... Blockers. Really wasn't, wasn't he also in that um, uh, Neighbors movie or something like that with uh, Seth Rogen? It would only seem so that he would Na- be in that. Neighbors 2, I think. But he's, he's that guy, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It's Bud, Bud, Bud. I don't know, something like that. Anyways, but so... Um, so yeah, so he he played like uh, what do you call it, uh, meathead, and then they had um, what's his name? Oh my god, Jamie Fox played George Jefferson, and nice. it was incredible. But the best part is because it was live, um, because it was live, they come in for the uh, Ike board. I can't even read this. Uh, George just passed me his name, Ike something Bornholtz. Sure. Sure, got it. I have no clue. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't like I could pick him out in the lineup, but could tell you his name in a million years. I just read it, and I still still doesn't ring a bell. That's um, him, Mike Bernholz. But his okay. name, yeah, but but his name is Ike. Uh, he looks like an Ike. He, he does Ike. look like an Ike. So, um, so yeah. So what's his name? Jamie Fox came in. and He did George Jefferson, and when he walked into the All in the Family episode, he screwed up his line. And immediately just goes, it's live, ladies and gentlemen, and then goes yeah. back to it. And it was just like, it was just really funny. But they managed to like do these two episodes and they were like super classic episodes of All in the Family and the Jeffersons. And it was were just they, so brilliant. So where they weren't original scripts, they were remakes. They were, they were the exact script with the, the sets looked exactly the same way they did. Ooh, in wait, the, in the, uh, did they the episodes. say... Yeah. Did, did well, Archie Bunker say all the bad words he always says? <laughs> he's, he's, he, yeah, he, he called people hebes. Um, uh, was it, it was like, but they, and they said the N-word, but they blanked it out. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, the shit that they said on that show does not fly in 2019. But what was so fun, oh, no, 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 no. It's all, but I think it, I think it was kind of poignant, though, because it, 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 it's something that you can look back and be like, you know they were joking. 
It right. was You're written like, that yeah. way to be a joke. So, I mean, even though like everybody like, you know, pours a liberal agenda onto ABC and all that stuff like that. It still kind of makes sense that they would do that because it was really funny and it proves that, that you can still laugh at that stuff. But it also proves that television is shit now because those two shows were written how many years ago, 30, 40 years ago, and they still hold up as being extremely funny. It's yeah. I mean, those were the thing was, and I was talking with the guys like TV, because like we looked up um, like with the whole, like the game of Thrones season finale. Tim looked this up and he was like looking at uh, like how many viewers saw the series finale of certain shows and game of Thrones wasn't even like close, like, like Seinfeld mash was number one series finale for mash was number one. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld beat it out. Um, I, I think, think mash like, is the highest grossing television show of all time. Yeah. There was like, it, but, but the numbers were even close. Like it was like half of the viewers and I'm like, well, it's just the way that we consume that content now. Like back then, like, you know, like in the 80s night, like when Seinfeld, like you had to be there at, like people made plans. Like I have to be home Thursday at eight o'clock, it's a series finale, we're watching it. But now it's like everyone will just, you know, watch it on demand or watch it on streaming this or that. Like it's, it's that, the TV is, it's consumed and, and there's so much more now. Like that's why like- Well now because you have Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff like that. Yeah, like back Nobody then- Nobody ever like, watches I, anything when it first, like I, I'm just watching Blacklist now. And like that show ended like a year ago. Yeah, aren't you like watching Twenty Four? Yeah, I, well, I'm watching Twenty Four. Like that ended a long time ago. Like that that show is old enough that when you watch it now, you can see like all the graininess in it because it didn't have the high definition cameras that the shows have now. It's like kind of painful to watch. It's weird, it's crazy. But I mean, like, but that's how people consume things now. And that's kind of the reason why Breaking Bad continued to go on is because Breaking Bad was was starting to tail off. And then what happened was they put their shows on Netflix, got a resurgence, and they wound up finishing out the rest of the seasons. Yeah. Just, be, just because of that alone. Which, but it just, but anyways, it, but you can be able to check it out if you have Hulu. You can watch the whole entire thing on there. Um, it's it's very funny, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosted. I really care for Jimmy Kimmel, but it's Jimmy Kimmel and Norman Lear. Norman Lear is like ninety six years old, uh, and uh, he he just pumped out all these great television shows. But I highly recommend watching it. It's very funny, and George Jefferson, played by Jamie Fox, is friggin' brilliant. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. 
These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I why don't you like Jimmy Kimmel? I'm just not a big fan of Jimmy Kimmel. Really? I, I don't like Jimmy Kimmel because I think he's a smart dude and everything like that, but it's just kind of one of those things where I can't watch a lot of late night television because it's all about politics and I'm trying to stay as far away from it as I can at this point in time. So I was going to like say the whole entire thing is just very tough to, to swallow when that's all the jokes. So we have a lot of fun on this pod, but we never really tackle the issues. And it's funny because you and me are not political at all. I don't think I've ever well, heard I was for politics. a while. I was for a while. I did, I did political radio for four years. And now that I'm not doing it anymore, it's been like the happiest, you know, couple months. Of sure. Life. Do you have any opinion on what's going on with the, uh, I don't even know what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. Well, oh, you know, it's, how, a, it's a brilliant how about thing. The, everyone's mad at Alabama. <laughs> Everyone's always going to be mad at Alabama. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Alabama has been Alabama has been a problem for a very, very long time. They're like, all right, everybody wants this. We're like, fuck it, we're going to do it this way. Somebody, somebody, came to, somebody came exactly. Somebody, <laughs> well, somebody came up to me. And they're like, they're like, can you believe that Alabama is banning abortions and offering jail time? And I'm like, can I be, do I do I agree with it? No. Can I believe that Alabama's doing that? Sure. Yep. <laughs> yep absolutely. It makes this sense. Is, this is the one reason why I know that Alabama will never get any further than it is right now. I went to Mobile, Alabama one time. I was uh wasn't I with you? We went to Mobile? No. I hope not. I don't think so. Anyways, went to Mobile, <laughs> Alabama, went to a mall and the mall had carpet in it. And that Ew. was the moment that I realized I was like, Alabama <laughs> is never getting any further. They're only going to regress because they don't understand that carpet in a mall is a bad idea. It's like carpet in a bathroom. Well, yeah, or in a restaurant. But I mean, if you go into yeah. a diner, 90% of them have carpet. on. If you go into a Denny's, there's carpets on the floor. And it's disgusting. Oh, God. The, the amount of things that are growing under that, you could probably grow another Denny's underneath that. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how Waffle House got started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, (laughs) so you were talking about your whole, uh, your whole security situation. It's really funny story popped up actually about, um, a, uh, another music festival that was out in California called Stagecoach. Have you heard about the Stagecoach music festival? I've not heard of it. So Stagecoach is basically like the West Coast version of Tortuga. Okay. So you like Tortuga? It's like, like all like country artists and like a couple other artists that are like kind of sprinkled in there. It's like on a beach. I don't know if it's on the beach, uh, okay. but it's just called Stagecoach. It's just like a, a bevy of country artists and everything like that. So it's like a so, but the star power that would show up is is quite high at like a um like a coachella or something like that right. so one of the people that that decided that they wanted to go see stagecoach was tom hanks so tom hanks apparently when he was at stagecoach was denied a beer he tried to get a beer he couldn't <laughs> do it so um yeah uh he had gone up to the beer stand but they wouldn't serve him because he didn't have a bracelet proving that he was 21 and allowed to drink Oh, I thought he got like cut off. Wait, first of all, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks looks like he's like sixty. Yeah, Tom like, Hanks. It's also Tom fucking Hanks. Absolutely. We're not talking not... about Ike Buttonkirk or whatever the hell his name is. Like, <laughs> you can't even say his damn name. We're not it's talking not about like him. Bootkey. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that name is. Uh, well, but uh, he went up there and he told him that he had to give his ID, verified, get a bracelet, and come back. And that was the only way that he was able to do it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. He couldn't even just show his ID at the beer stand? He had to go back to wherever he was, the VIP, I assume. I probably They probably built him a dune on the beach. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had to go back there with his ID, get a bracelet, and come back. Uh, and what's really funny is that he's 62 years old. Yeah. But they and still we're also, we're also forgetting Tom Hanks. Hmm. Like, how do you not forget <laughs> Tom fucking Hanks. <laughs> you know what's funny about Tom Hanks is, uh, speaking of him, we, we were talking, so Franco is not a fan of Forrest Gump, which just bothers me. Like, it's arguably one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, yeah, it is. And he's like, I don't like Forrest Gump. He's like, it's just this sad story of this guy who gets AIDS, you know? Like, da, da, da. Oh, my God. And I go, I go, well, he gets something. We don't know if it's AIDS. And he goes, I think it's AIDS. And I go, didn't he get AIDS in Philadelphia? And Tim's like, he's always getting AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's like, all right. So, all right. You're sitting in a pitch meeting. And be like, all right. So the main character gets AIDS. Call Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's why I was like, I would not want to touch that Wilson volleyball because it <laughs> has his big, blood all over it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, that's an AIDS volleyball now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't understand how he survived with all those AIDS. But yeah, so 62-year-old Tom Hanks was told that he couldn't be able to get a beer because he did not have it. He's got AIDS. Give him a beer. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. The man's got AIDS. Give him a beer. Um, uh, Tom Hanks does not have AIDS, by the way. So No, no, no. uh, no, no, But he plays a lot of AIDS-ridden people. I wonder if they ever do like a cartoon, like a Pixar cartoon about like diseases. He would be the voice of AIDS. Oh, do you think that's what's going to happen in Toy Story 4? What, he gets AIDS? <laughs> what, he gets AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He gets wood rot. That's like the oh. toy version of AIDS. Oh, oh God. <laughs> what the this fuck is terrible. <laughs> He's going off the rails. Um, off. But yeah. speaking of Toy Story 4, he even uh. tried to bribe the bartender with tickets to the Toy Story 4 premiere, and the guy still wouldn't let him go. Dude, fuck this bartender. We, that's can, what I'm saying, bro. Like, can you some of these... Yourself. Look, these social media fucking, like, whatever they are, these fucking, like, they're hunters, whatever they are, they always find, like, these bad people and, like, expose them on Facebook. Can we find this guy and just expose him <laughs> as the guy who, like, first of all, how are you, dude, if, 
I don't, if a 12 year old walks up to me, it was like, give me a beer. I'm like, you're 12. And he goes, I got, I got tickets to the Toy Story 4 premiere. I'm going to go, here, what do you want? Double? You want double? <laughs> yeah, it's a, Here's a case like of beer, dude. Bottle. Yeah. Take it. Take all of the beer. I want this. <laughs> That's unbelievable. But yeah, but, but I mean, well, potential spoiler alerts. We may, we may have gone too far into the Toy Story 4. Um, the, 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 way that, the way that things are going now, would you be surprised if, if, if Woody had some type of toy-bound disease? I mean, it's pretty on brand for Tom Hanks. So it's no. pretty on brand for Tom Hanks. And then they try and like data and it's like, uh, because the water in the town because of a new pipeline isn't working or something some like that. evil. Po- Do you think there's going to be, all right, what's the over under on there being a Trump joke in toy story four, oh, some kind of, some 100%. kind of a Trump dig. There's going to be some Trump dig. So like, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that. Cause it was like, you're, you're a comedian. So like that, do you get sick of the Trump jokes regardless of how you feel about it? I don't like, I, I do you think it's kind of, it's kind of at this point in time, it's like regardless of what side of the fence you sit on, don't you think it's just kind of hacky now? Has it gone into hacky territory? Yeah. No, like I, I can't stand the, 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 the Trump stuff. Like it's, it's outrageous. Cause you know what, like you said, the reason you like Jimmy Kimmel and all this stuff, I kind of agree. I mean, I like Jimmy Kimmel and I like Colbert and stuff, but I can't watch those shows because it's just like, Oh, and Trump got a hamburger today and he didn't, Take the pickles off. What a crap. And I'm like, they just, every little thing. It's like, shut up. It's just, I, I just think it's, it's just kind of hacky at this point in time. It's like, I understand like they, like these people have a pulpit and they go up there and they talk about whatever and, and more power to you. If you have an opportunity to be able to, to speak your mind and, and people believe in what you're saying, cool. That's what politicians are. It's just that when it's every other joke, it's just like, oh, okay. Is, it, is there nothing else we can make fun of? I, I agree. And cause there's, there's no thought that has to go into that. You're no. so unoriginal and you're not really you like, go there, like, like fuck Trump. And I was like, yeah, I see it. I see it with certain comics too. They'll do it like to get a reaction. Like I did this one thing where, um, I mean, with one of my jokes, I just make like a, I, I stopped saying it because it was dumb. It was this little funny thing to me, but I did this joke about and, and without getting all into it, but there's one point in the joke where a kid asked me if dinosaurs can speak Spanish. And I go, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, I went home and Googled it, and I go, apparently they can't. Apparently they all voted for Trump. <laughs> it's a dumb little thing, but it's just by difference. saying that, just by saying that, I would get um, these dumb little, I would get like, like, like so many people were being like, oh, you can't, oh, like, yeah. It goes for either side. If you if you do something that's pro him, it's bad. If you do something that's that's against him, it's bad. There's a, there's there's a a hard. Um, uh, a hard fan base for both sides. It makes it kind of difficult to figure out how you can be able to teeter the line without completely separating yourself from everybody else. Exactly. It's like, just make fat jokes. Yeah. Or just like, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, just be original, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's kind of hard nowadays. I mean, a lot of people are, are having that issue, but I mean, it, I just think, I just think it's funny. I mean, like, Hey, we were able to do it. We were able to say that toy story would probably uh, include uh, what are you getting AIDS? I hope not. I hope we didn't. Dude, if that's real, if that's real, I swear to God, this 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 podcast is going into a uh, is going into some type of hall of fame. It's we ahead of its time. To predict exactly what happened to Woody in Toy Story Four. He got wood rot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just like some sad scene where like Buzz is holding him, like Woody. Don't worry, I'll take care of Bopi for you. Do you think? Do you think Rex is gonna like smoke a jewel in it? I think Rex is gonna learn how to speak Spanish and prove me wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. Hey, I'm into it. 
<laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, where are you going to be? Is we're going to release this Friday. So you're going to be where? Pasadena? So when this comes out, I will be in Pasadena tonight. If you want to, mm-hmm. when you listen to this, if you have any friends in the Pasadena area, mm-hmm. uh, hit me up, DM me on any social media and I'll hook them up with free tickets. Uh, we got a few, I mean, that one's actually selling pretty good, but we still got some open seats and I can get you in there. Uh, mm-hmm. we're doing the ice house Friday. We are off Memorial day weekend. And then we have shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday out in California. Fly. I'm sorry. We have to drive to Phoenix on Friday. And then we have shows in Phoenix Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm messing all this up. You're fucking we bad have, at this. Wherever, I'm sure how'd, you guys, how'd you guys even get this off the ground? I don't know. It's Obviously you're not in charge. No, but Friday, sorry, it's Friday, Saturday in Phoenix, okay. off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're staying in Phoenix, and then Wednesday, Thursday, we are in Denver, fly home Friday, and we have a show in Miami Saturday, boom, and then we're done for a little bit. Wow, wow. Yep. Well, sounds like you're busy. Yep. What do you guys, oh, wait, I know we got to wrap it, but 10 words or less, how did that, uh, that Tin Roof show go? Uh, Tim Roo show was good. It, we, you know, uh, it was it was interesting because nobody was there when we first started. Then it slowly started to pack up, and then towards the end of it, the whole place was pretty much slammed. So it was pretty good. But we're actually going to be back there um, this Sunday, 11 a.m. It's going to be the Red, White, and Brass Brunch at Tin Roof. Um, so uh, you guys can be able to come by there, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then after us is a a um, a Bruce Springsteen tribute band. Yeah. The Boss Project. Unpopular opinion. I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I'm so, so, I'm so so on him, but you know what? Mm. It is what it is. But it's obviously very popular. These these guys get booked major major events. So uh, they're, they're going to be playing after us. It's a perfect it's a perfect tribute band for Memorial Day weekend. Um, so ah, that's true. To, yeah, you can be able to check that out. Go on to uh, our social media at BKH Band. If you want to check out anything the Fresh Drunk Stone Tour is doing, you can be able to follow Matt at Matt Bellick or go to FreshDrunkStoneTour.com. Also, you can be able to catch all the episodes here on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, and then also always on CannabisRadio.com. All right, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say to everybody, do yourselves a favor. Not only listen to these episodes, but subscribe. The yes. Love of God and share subscribe, it. Tell people. Share it. Um, was it? And then also uh, give us a five star. We can do a little more five stars. Got a nice little comment on there not too long ago. And, uh, you know, we're starting to pick up a little pace. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we can be able to uh, do this uh, for longer. As long as we want. Like as it, long as we feel like it. It's basically what it is. It's not like anybody's fucking paying for us. Anyways. If you like the pod, comment, say you're Inuit, and, uh, <laughs> and, we'll, <laughs> and uh, we'll keep making episodes. <laughs> All right. Say bye, Matt. Adios, French fries. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.